we have a historical moment on today's show, something that has never happened before. What's up, Story Geeks? It's Sandra Dimez. On today's podcast, we have Rod and Karen from the Black Eye Who Tips podcast, and they join Jay Share and me to fight over how to make X-Men Apocalypse better. This is episode two in our X-Men series. Check out last week's episode on X-Men First Class. And coming up next week, you don't want to miss it. It's X-Men Days of Future Past. Subscribe for free on your preferred podcast provider. For articles written by Ashley Pauls and Anthony Holder and to access our premium content, including our aftercasts, visit thestorygeeks.com. On today's Aftercast, the follow-up podcast to this one, we're going to be talking about even more ways to make X-Men Apocalypse better. Thanks for listening in. The Story Geeks podcast is produced by the Reclamation Society. Now it is time to fight and laugh like nerds over X-Men Apocalypse. All right, well, here we go. This is our nerd fight. We're going to try to make X-Men Apocalypse better. We have Rod and Karen from the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. Thank you for having us. Thank Ready you. to make X-Men great again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. We got some, I can see some uh, some hats being made. Especially <laughs> no. Disney will take advantage of it in any way they can, right? <laughs> I know that the, the X-Men are turning over to Disney now. that so They've bought Fox, so this will be... The Dark Phoenix movie was the, actually the last X-Men movie from Fox, so it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, we are going to try to make this movie better. It is considered one of the worst X-Men movies. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's as bad as X-Men Wolverine Origins in some people's minds. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like that movie, but a lot of people do not. But we're going to try to make it better, and the format of this show is going to look like... Uh, Rod and Karen and I are going to argue. Sandra Demas is Hello. the co-host, and she's the moderator today. How do you feel about moderating this? It's fight? cool because I have no skin in the game. <laughs> I'm just devouring new new storylines and spitting out the one that I think is the best. Yeah, yeah, that is that is kind of cool. Although I will say that having been the moderator, sometimes that is the worst because <laughs> you just feel like, oh, those are all really good arguments and I don't know where to go with this. Yeah. And you have to break people's hearts. Um, but the way this works, so I'm going to break this down really quick. Uh, each of us will give three points, three arguments for what we would do to change the story of the film to make it better. Um, after that, we will each get uh, we get two minutes for our points, each of us. And then after that, we get counterpoints to be made. So if we don't like the way someone's argument or we want to tease them about something or whatever, we come back at them uh, with that extra minute worth of time that we have. Um, at the end of each round, there are three rounds. At the end of each round, Sandra will award points. So she'll give two points to what she believes to be the best argument, one point um, to to the person who came in second, and then the third person gets wah, wah, zero <laughs> points. Yeah, no points for third place. You get nothing. You get nothing. <laughs> and then we add up those points um, for the first three rounds. We add up all the points that everyone's earning, and the top two nerd fighters will move on to the final round where Sandra will come up with a question about making the movie better or a problem she saw with the movie and how we might solve it, whatever she wants to do, whatever angle she wants to take. And then uh, the two of us who are left will make our points, and then Sandra will choose the winner from there. Ah, oh, that's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, two minutes per, per point, like I mentioned. 
one minute for rebuttals or counterpoints. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun because Rod and Karen are super fun. I had a great time with them on the Game of Thrones podcast we did. So really appreciated you guys on that podcast. That was really, really fun. Oh, thank no you. Problem. We had a great time as well. We did. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I'm sure that they'll show up in the future on future shows if they're willing, because we would love to have them back. So here Absolutely. we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, be, yeah, we got Star Wars coming up, and everybody wants to talk about Star Wars, right? Oh, man, yes. it's my favorite. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've actually been rewatching the prequels all week, so. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I'm that kind of nerd. I watch... <laughs> I watched the bad ones too. <laughs> exactly. Like the one like X-Men Apocalypse. So yes. All right, Sandra, I'm going to turn the show over to you and you can walk us through it. All right. Well, I am excited to hear how we can make X-Men Apocalypse better. First up, Jay, you are going to tell me one way that you can make this movie better. I am. Here I go. <laughs> uh so this movie has for some reason way too many villains. Uh, X-Men stories are the best when there is a super-powered villain. Um, there's a human being with insane resources trying to mess people up, or mess up the mutants especially, or just a super-powered villain that's trying to take over the world. That's great. Um, so the ideal X-Men story is a little bit more like First Class, where you've got Sebastian Shaw, who is basically trying to... Basically, he's trying to set off nuclear weapons so that he personally gets stronger and can take over the world. Um, but then you've got Magneto and Professor Xavier with differing viewpoints on how to deal with this enemy. That's awesome because you have one really big bad external villain and then a vil- then kind of like internal team conflict because mm-hmm. Charles and Eric have different opinions on how to deal with the thing and the big bad villain is there. Here's the problem with Apocalypse. Apocalypse is a giant asshole. Magneto, who just joins his team sort of without an issue. Like, Magneto just joins this dude's team. Like, you got to be kidding me. That doesn't make any sense. Then you've got Stryker, who shows up just to make everything worse. And then (laughs) Mystique shows up as the internal conflict in place of Magneto. And that just doesn't feel right for this story. So I do not think any of that works. It sets up too many villains and a weird internal team conflict. And I don't like that. So here's my fix. Striker is out. He's not going to appear at all. Mystique and Hank join Apocalypse instead of Magneto. And then Magneto tries to take Apocalypse's powers from him. And Charles also tries to fight Apocalypse, but rejects the notion of an all-powerful mutant being and therefore rejects what Magneto is trying to do. Okay? Too many villains. That's the way it should go down. That's my setup. Nice. And with five seconds to spare. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, we are going to hear from Rod. How are you going to make Apocalypse better? All right. Um, First of all, uh, I would start with a better motivation for Apocalypse. I feel like they really never got the strongest uh, survive, which is from the comic books. Like he's about the strong overcoming the weak. And this is just him being like, I don't like this world. It's trash. I woke up from a nap, I'm grouchy, (laughs) and I'm going to just destroy the world. Um, He never really displays his powers in a convincing way because he's using uh, his horsemen, who we never call horsemen, what? Um, Who we never know their roles. We don't know who's war. We don't know who's pestilence, any of this stuff. Um, He's using their powers. It's really Magneto that does all the destruction at the end because he got like the super steroid magic touch from Apocalypse. So <laughs> it was kind of, uh, he's kind of like not a good villain. He should have been CGI. 
He should have been like 10 feet tall the entire movie. I don't know. I love Oscar Isaac. He's adorable, but that's also why he doesn't make a great villain despite all the face paint and uh and and like shoulder um pads he was wearing he still is like five foot eight i needed him to be like <laughs> towering over people and using his shape-shifting powers from the comic books and things of this nature they also dropped the ball because um when you have a apocalypse with no real motivation his people that join him there's not really a conversation with why they join him except for magneto Storm just signs up. There's no real reason why. Um, Psylocke signs up just because he's like, I can make you strong. And um, and Angel signs up uh, even though there's no real motivation for him to just because Apocalypse fixes his wings. Like, I needed, like, <laughs> pathos. I needed, like, drama. I needed gravitas. I needed him to be intimidating. And I felt like he was not an intimidating villain. The only people I really felt he messed up were just regular humans that he turned into like some sort of postmodern art. So uh, <laughs> they need a better, better apocalypse. Okay, now we're going to hear from Karen. How will you make it better? Wow, I walked in the room <laughs> and everybody got dissertation. So for, for me, um, one way they can make it better, particularly with um, some of the outfits with mm -hmm. Storm and with um, Cyclops, I think, uh, Cyclops, I'm sorry. I think that their outfits needed to be uh, realistic mm -hmm. because I've never seen anybody fight in heels like you're flying in heels, you're going around in heels. I mean, it's a full out war and you look like you should be on a runway show. I mean, they was like, should we do BDSM? I don't know. What can we do without being censored? So I was kind of confused on like the, the outfits, particularly for the women. I understand, you know, certain outfits need to look certain ways. I'm, I don't, I'm not worried about that, but I need them to look more battle ready, you know, mm -hmm. because the thing is, if you're going to be a horseman, you need to look like a horseman. You know, mm -hmm. you need to have an outfit <clears throat> that actually says, I am here. I'm ready for war. Let's let's really get something going and get something started. I think in addition to the outfits, they did a disservice kind of piggybacking on what Roger said. They did a disservice by not actually telling who did what. So you don't really know. Um, the outfits actually could have been in conjunction with the powers, but because you had them look like you know they were going on a swimsuit run <laughs> i didn't know what to do I, I mean it's like you might as well put them in tennis shoes and had them go out there if, if, if you really didn't care about what they had on <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have too many villains from jay too many villains rod has better motivation for apocalypse and more scary looking apocalypse and and knowing who the horsemen are and then we have costuming and b being battle ready from Karen. Oof. All right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So rebuttal time. Yeah. Rebuttal time. This is going to be tough. This is going to be really challenging. I'm up, I'm up first, right? On the rebuttals? Yes. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> so now I only have a minute. So you let me know when to go, and I'll go. Okay. And go. Okay. I really like both their arguments. Yeah. So I'm only, the only thing I'm going to say is I will say that some of the costuming that is troubling, and I agree it's troubling, is kind of comics accurate. So then you've got to have a whole argument there of what it should be like. 
But rather than go after the two arguments, because I really like the two arguments, I'm going to bring up one more point um, to augment my first point. And that is, why in the world are we getting Weapon X, the Hugh Jackman Wolverine character, in this setting, in this way, where he's like, all of a sudden he just... It's like, hey, we had to work X, uh, we had to work Wolverine into this movie somehow, so let's just throw him in as Weapon X. As a total surprise, again, against Stryker, who doesn't matter in this film <laughs> whatsoever. Um, so... Terrible use of Wolverine, uh, and I vote against that as opposed to voting against the other arguments. <laughs> <laughs> this is that was also literally like my favorite like Wolverine cameo or anything they've ever done, but it's so misplaced in this movie. It's just like, what movie am I watching again? Wait, yeah. What happened? Yeah, I know. yeah, I know. All right, okay, <laughs> Rod, are you ready with yeah. your rebuttal? Yeah, um, I'm in a similar boat to Jay. I don't really have uh, too much to say against either point. Um, uh, the main the main thing I would say about too many villains that I could kind of disagree with is I'm fine with this number of villains. I don't like these villains. Like, I, I don't know why they didn't take more time to just give us motivation for the villains and why they were doing it. I would have rather Apocalypse had some sort of mind control or something and you can still do, you know, four horsemen. You can still do apocalypse. You can even still throw in the striker thing if you can make that matter somehow. But I just don't understand how we how we ended up with that. As far as the um, hills, uh, fighting the hills, um, you know, there are some women that are very talented and do amazing things in hills. Um, so I, you know, I don't ever want to besmirch uh, the, the people out there on the hills that are making it work. <laughs> Excellent. Besmirch, like you get points just for using that word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Karen, you ready with your rebuttal? Yes. All right, here you go. But the thing about the, the heels, I mean, I have nothing against heels either. All I'm saying is that make the heels spectacular. I mean, <laughs> did they glow? I mean, did they have sparkles on them? I mean, did your heels have whips and chains on them to kind of emphasize that I am the bad bitch? I, I, I didn't get any of that um, as far as I'm concerned. So my thing is, if you're going to do it, just make it pop. You know, make your outfit say, I am here. I am ready. I own this. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Nice. All right. And you you got some time still if you want to add. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm good, baby. You good? All right. It's, it's kind of like them. It's like I don't really... It's like all of it's good, so it's like I don't really kind of have anything to go against it. We I like that. Movie. I like that confidence. I like that, yeah. that mic drop. No, yeah. no, I'm good. And then just <laughs> drop the mic and leave it. We picked well, a movie that was bad enough for everybody to be like, I agree that. Yeah, <laughs> good, good point. That yeah, was that's terrible. True. That's <laughs> so true. It's so true. <laughs> well, now I've got to look at at these arguments and and say which one. All right, so here we go. I, I'm thinking, looking at the movie what would make it better out of these three options and i'm going to give the one point to jay yeah i feel like uh having too many villains and and not having the conflict clear enough um harmed the film so kind of refining that yeah. would would make it better but i think what would make it even better is if we had a better motivation for apocalypse so rod you get the two points 
Sorry, Karen. <laughs> I, I, I but don't you know take what? it personal at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I am signing up for some bitchin' shoes. I would love that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We need a hero yeah. in sensible platforms, okay? <laughs> you know, if there's insoles, we could rock them, you know? If it's a wedge, it's a little easier on the feet. <laughs> That's all I'm asking? Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious if, like, halfway through the third act, like Psylocke just takes off her heels and she's like, girl, my feet are killing me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. These Dr. Shows are not working. What is yeah. happening here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. So now we've got two points for Rod, one point for Jay, and we're moving into round two. Round two. So you ready? We've got Karen coming up first. Okay. Um, for this argument, I'm going to start off by saying that um, mutant lives matter. And the reason why I'm going to start off by saying this is because Raven, her whole motivation was, A, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. This is who I am. And we barely seen you as blue. Does your life matter or not? You know, you're supposed to be the, the, the person that motivates the team. You're supposed to be telling everybody to be themselves. But the whole time you're running away, you're hiding, you kind of want to blend in with society at the same time, arguing with Charles that society doesn't accept you. So my thing with that is that she should have been blue more. She should have been like within her skin more. Um, when they was at the school and she transformed and the children are looking at her, that would have been a perfect moment for her to be blue the rest of the movie. Just to let the children know you know, be yourself. You know, you give these great speeches, but they're not looking at you in your real skin. So my thing is that if mutant lives matter, particularly with that particular character, we should have seen her in her skin a lot more doing the movie. Like that really, it, to me, is not true to the character because the character is blue. So we need to see you like that. And I, I understand you, her, you know, transforming into other people, that's fine, but you should have been more of yourself and, and been more comfortable in your own skin because how can you lead and how can you teach people and how can you show people to be more confident in their mutant skin and learn their powers when you don't even really look comfortable yourself? Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's a good point. All right. We've got Jay. Oh, I'm up next, huh? You are okay. up next. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, this is the point. We started talking before the show, and I'm like, we, t we talked about what if some of us have the same argument. And I have the same argument. I can tell you right now, it's way worse than how Rod or, or uh, argued it, <laughs> his first point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I also have Apocalypse should have been way more powerful. So let me break down, like, my take on it. Um, I really dug that Apocalypse thought he was a god. I dig him trying to reclaim that godhood. Um, it's a weak motivation, just like uh, Rod pointed out and they could have like leaned into that way more and they didn't but i like the concept of it i like the concept that he's got four horsemen that's dope too i really like the fact that he launched all the nukes in the world but it felt real strange to me that he just launched the nukes into orbit and then they never addressed the nukes again like they're just nukes <laughs> orbiting the planet like that <laughs> seems like a problem to me <laughs> but they just keep going up yeah, they just keep going up yeah <laughs> it's crazy um, so I feel like he should have fired the nukes back on humanity because he's planning on destroying them anyways. Like, he's going to have Magneto rip all this stuff up from the ground, but, like, why not just use the nukes that are, like, in orbit? I don't know. that that 
I think that change would have made him a little bit more like Lex Luthor-like, like he's a mastermind. But I never got the impression that he was that smart. Like he's just hunting down power, and it's and his motivation is really not that interesting. Besides, like becoming a god, and that's an interesting thing for a character to say. But then to not like double down on that and really go into that part of his psyche doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I also just like Rod said, like verbatim in my notes, huh. is that. Dude, Oscar Isaac, like, like Oscar <laughs> Isaac's an attractive dude, and they make him look like this weirdo. And like he said, he's too short. This dude needs to be a imposing figure, uh, and he's and he's just not at all. So like for me, the villain is doesn't work, and it doesn't work for those reasons. And I have nothing more to say. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's like once okay. you've seen Thanos, Karen. you're like, there's no excuse for apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean. Oscar Isaac without makeup is essentially a god. Yeah. So they could have went with that. He's gone with that. He's yeah. gone with that. Just saying, like, hey, this is Poe Dameron, and he hates you guys. Yes. <laughs> I'd be torn up about that, for sure. Yeah, I know. All right, Karen, you ready? Uh, I think it's my Karen went first. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm Rod. sorry. I'm sorry, Rod. No problem. Here we go. <clears throat> this one should be kind of short. Um, yeah, they should change the time into right after Days of Future Past. I don't know why this movie has to happen in the 80s. They don't do anything with the 80s. Mm. It's the 80s, dog. Like, why aren't we playing 80s music more? Why aren't we showing them doing 80s things and, like, you know, like, playing their Walkmans? And, like, you you had, like, a, a chance to do, like, almost a teen rom-com type movie in the background of this right because the movie is just not very funny you know we've watched uh marvel do it with spider-man twice now where we essentially had like a john hughes flick that had a a fight in it like we could have had that here um we have young teens we have supposed like romantic uh uh, tension between Gene and Scott we have them escaping like eloping or whatever I don't know leaving campus to go and like chill and be teenagers we could have had all those things and yet I feel like it was completely wasted we don't even get callbacks and jokes to like bad technology or um the cars everybody thought was cool back then anything to let us know it was the 80s if you're not gonna highlight that it's the 80s then just go ahead and put it right after days of future past or right after uh first class because it, it doesn't make any sense that all these people aren't like super old now like it's, it's been like it's been like 20 years since we met these people and all of them look like they're the same exact age no one's gotten gray hair no one's like no one's got a receding hairline no one's put on any weight like everyone looks the same i can't tell scott's brother is in the first class movie and then scott comes to the to to, to the x-men academy in this movie and i think they're they could be twins they're the same age yes they are so i was very disappointed like this movie like this franchise has a ton of temporal time travel issues but that is just probably it takes the cake for just like a waste of an idea just if you're not gonna do it right then just go ahead and go back to when it whenever it was and put the bell bottoms back on all right <laughs> that is your time and wow Perfect all use right of timing by the way yeah just end you. on the dot right there nice oh i didn't even look at the clock on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could have gone with it too. you could have rolled with it too and be like yep that's how it works <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right rebuttal time there, there are some good arguments here and i'm a little bit torn um so make those rebuttals good uh we have 
Uh, Karen coming up first. Mm. Mine is because, like I say, this is kind of tough because I actually agree with like everybody's kind of critiques. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest rebuttal—it's not really a rebuttal—but when you was talking about the villain, um, Oscar Isaac confuses me as a villain. Um, the biggest reason why he confuses me as a villain because I don't know when villains are handsome, particularly men villain are handsome. They confuse me because I'm like, oh, you're sexy, but you're supposed to be bad at the same time. <laughs> Am I supposed to be cheering for you or or cheering against you? I, I, it, it gives me mixed emotions and feelings um, because he really wasn't scary at the same time. Um, and my, cause my thing about when it comes to villains, I agree with y'all villains need to come on the screen and their presence need to be felt. They need to almost shift the atmosphere. And I didn't get that from him. I didn't get, Oh my goodness. Here he comes. I got, what is happening? I don't under understand the whole time. Like, like Roger said, he was sleeping, he was napping, and all of a sudden the buzzer went off, and it was just time to awake. Well, speaking of buzzer, that is your buzzer. <laughs> it is time. Um, all right, okay, all right. So Oscar Isaac confuses you. He confuses me too. That sexy, <laughs> sexy man. <Yes>. All right, <laughs> rebuttal from Jay. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to thank Karen for helping me out with my point because I totally agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I would say is that I'm going to help Karen out with her point a little bit because. She's right on based on what they showed us in first class. Like first class was all about like even Charles like trying to help people out with them being mutants, um, and then him trying to learn like how to accept people uh, as mutants as well. Because even he was like a little bit like, oh yeah, you should change into your other self. And they do not double down on that at all, and that is not good messaging. So I actually really like Karen's point about that. <laughs> um, but the only thing I want to bring up is the only good time that Oscar Isaac has been a villain was in the Netflix movie where he was in the military mm. and he was with Ben Affleck and those guys, and they made all these oh. dumb decisions trying to steal money. Um, I don't even <laughs> remember the name. I don't even remember the name of that movie. But <laughs> but if you want to see him as a good villain, go watch that. Don't watch Apocalypse. All right. Under time. There you go. All right. Okay. Rod, you got to bring it home. Give us some good rebuttals. All right. There you go. Um, it's very difficult, obviously, to rebut Jay's point because it was my point from round <laughs> one. So uh, I, I don't know what I would say against myself there. Um, uh, the the thing I would say to, against Karen's point is that um, it takes a lot. It's very uncomfortable, and it takes a lot of time to put all that makeup on for Nicholas Holt and Jennifer Law, uh, J-Law. <laughs> and so they were like, look, man, it's hot. Okay, I'm a, I'm a big star, okay? I'm, I'm like Katniss Everdeen right now. I will do your little X-Men movie, okay? I don't mind doing it, but I'm not putting on all that makeup. It's messing up my pores. I'm supposed to be playing like a love interest to Christian Bale in the movie. Y'all are messing my whole style up right now, so... If y'all could just let me walk on set in my clothes and play this role for 90% of the time, then I'm cool with that. <laughs> it's all contract negotiations. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe budget cuts. All right. Yeah. That's your time. That's hilarious, first of all. Like, um, the, the conversation, like, can you just change the whole story? Because, you know, it's hot. It's hot. And were they in like, Atlanta? I feel like everyone's in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what happened, man. Mm-hmm. She she got to be a much bigger star between, um, what was it, first class <laughs> and 
and this movie and i feel like she just said listen y'all okay i'm not i'm not sitting in the chair for 12 hours yeah okay <laughs> so can i have like a rebuttal to the yeah okay. if you want to you can do whatever you want you're the moderator so okay i could do whatever oh yay <laughs> all right so i'm gonna give out points and then i'm gonna give a, a kind of an explanation all right so gee now this is where it's tough because jay you got you got a uh, one point for the last yes, round. Yes, yes, and yes. And Rod got the two points for the argument that you're now that I'm using. making. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good one. It's it's a really good argument. Um, I am going to all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the one point to Karen and I'll, and I'll have something to say about that. The the idea of being a leader by modeling what you want other people to do, I think that's a fantastic argument and explaining that that's really what Raven should have been up to is showing that she is comfortable in her own skin, even though I have some thoughts on that in a minute. Um, and then the two points, those are going to go to Rod. I think absolutely it would have been an amazing film if we had 80s everywhere. I honestly, I just thought Jubilee was, I thought she was dressed <laughs> awesome. Yes. I'm like, cool. She's She's got some like dope gear right there. Her earrings are really cool. Um, and it didn't dawn on me <laughs> that it was the 80s. <laughs> they um, didn't even use her in the film anyway. They didn't. Yeah, she's no. just like in mm -hmm. one scene, like big deal. Right. Um, now, my, my thoughts, though, on Raven, I actually really love the scene where she's explaining the reason behind her hiding. Mm. And she says that they hate us. They still hate us and they fear us. It's just harder because they're being polite about it. Mm. And so I loved that that reasoning behind it. Um, but I still give you the points because I feel like that's a great argument that she should be modeling the behavior that she wants others to kind of follow in as a leader. Um, and she didn't do that. But but it was still really, I think, a powerful scene of um, seeing that even if the, we're at peace, it doesn't mean that a war isn't happening. Um, and that was all happening in that scene with her. So. So I, even though I liked it, I like your argument. You made a good case for why she should have been blue. <laughs> Yay. And, All right. And Rod is just taking this home, dude. After two rounds, yeah. he has four points. I know. And Karen and I have a point each. But you know me. I love me some nostalgia. So when he said <laughs> more 80s and like uh, jokes about the tech, I'm like, mm-hmm. I would watch that movie and I would rewatch it. Oh, that's so true. Just for the jokes. Okay. I feel like I feel like Rod made it, might have done some research. Is like Sandra's the moderator? Okay, let's see. What is Sandra? Oh. Like? <laughs> hey, my, she's old. It's my, <laughs> my mutant power to like read everybody. Yeah. Mind, so. <laughs> I know she likes those neon colors. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. So speaking of Rod, you are going to lead us into. Are we going into round three? Yeah, round three. It's round yeah, three round time. three already. Woo. All right. All right. So I got two minutes to make another point. Two right? minutes, and the time starts now. All right. For my final point, I feel like um, we could have gotten two parts out of this movie. And I think that was a huge problem because the Fox franchise did not think big enough. I know most people are thinking, why would we want two parts of a movie that was shitty? Because <laughs> if you split it into two parts, you actually can just do one part building up Apocalypse. It's him recruiting the horsemen. It's the horsemen and their inner turmoil and their battles with their fellow teammates. We only get one slight 
showdown before the the ultimate third act which is when they abscond with uh professor x when they could that could have been a fight instead like uh i think have it accidentally blows up the school uh, <laughs> so we can get some quicksilver time which is cool but that's not as cool as watching like them fight each other and be like wait who is storm storm's not an x-man we don't know this girl we don't know her power set we don't know psylocke with like they're what, magneto what are you doing over there homie i thought we were cool <laughs> like we could have got all of that stuff and we ended up getting none of it um and, and if we could have just had them taking l the first half like if the first half ends with you know uh because we do have havoc die in this movie so you know, I wouldn't have killed Havoc. I would have probably killed like Mystique because Jennifer Lawrence didn't want to be in that makeup. And I get it, girl. <laughs> I would have I would have just killed somebody important to end this movie and been like, yo, Apocalypse is the real deal. He came and crushed the buildings. We took an L. What are we going to do next movie? And then you bring in part two and you can start alluding towards like Gene and the Phoenix Force and all this stuff in order to beat Apocalypse. And now we got us a movie franchise. We're doing it the Marvel way. We're leading it to the next film. People are anticipating us making like a cohesive storyline out of all this mess as opposed to what we ended up with was kind of a clunker and then like Phoenix thrown it at the end and we were like, was that? What are they doing? So I, I would like that two parts. And that is your time. Perfect. Whew. All right. Next up now we have Karen, give us your best argument. Time starts now. All right. Mine is going to be more dealing with Charles with this one, like this particular character. I think, I don't like the way he lost his hair. I think that the way he lost his hair was very, it's almost like a, a cloud formed over him. It was like, give me your hair. I don't like that. <laughs> I wish oh. that um, if his wig was going to be snatched, it should have been snatched back, man, nigga. <laughs> um, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, if they have a problem with each other, it should have been like an all-out war. Like, he should have been, like, concentrating so hard his hair fell out, or Magneto should have put metal around his head and made his hair fall out. <laughs> I do not like the way, you know, they made him go bald. And I know they might not mean much to anybody, but it meant the world to me because I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> All right. Well, here you go, Jay, your, your final argument. All right. Uh, so I am going to argue a point that was made to me by one of our listeners after I said I was watching this film. And he said to me, you know what the problem is? The problem is Magneto. And I'm watching this film. And I go, he is 100% right. So shout out to Monty Thigpen, uh, fan of the show, supporter of the show, because the Magneto storyline sucks. Magneto's trauma at no point and his history should at no point make him want to follow some other dude claiming to be a god. Like, it makes no sense for his storyline. His trauma should make him want to fight back against his oppressors. Like, Magneto is like, the classic Magneto oh is god. Dick Cheney, to Charles Xavier's Bernie Sanders, right? Like, Magneto is Saw Gerrera from Star Wars. Charles Xavier is Yoda on Dagobah. Like, that's the way that works. He doesn't become a super villain. He wants to fight back against oppressors at every single point. Um, so I think that Magneto should want to lead this charge. He's a fighter. He's not a minion. Um, in this scenario, he's not one of the four horsemen. He would be like the Antichrist if he's going to be anybody. Um, or probably better described, he's the rebel who's like, F you to the Antichrist and leads a rebellion against everybody. 
So I don't think uh, Magneto should be under Apocalypse. He's too much of a rebel. Doesn't make sense for his character. And it makes the conflict between Charles and Eric, which is one of the strengths of the X-Men comics, um, the tension between fighting or advocating peacefully versus like wartime uh, opposition is completely ruined here because of the same because of the same reason. So I think that's the best change you can make to this film. Um, do not have Magneto join Apocalypse. Have him try to become as powerful as Apocalypse. Except in the end, he has to reject that in order to defeat Apocalypse and move back into sort of traditional X Men territory with Charles Xavier. Nice. All right, rebuttal time. Okay. Who do we got up first? We've got Rod up first. Give us your best rebuttal. All right. Um, For Jay, I would say that um, if we went with part one and part two, I would be okay with Magneto getting a fully fleshed out, like, oh, this dude can make me more powerful. Dope. I'm in. Psych. I'm actually <laughs> Magneto, and I'm still crazy. But in this movie, we just didn't have enough time in one movie to to give him the fully fleshed out storyline that I feel like he deserves. Um, and then, as far as Karen's argument, um, there was a little boy on a bus when Karen was against uh, desegregating the schools with the busing system, and I was that little boy. Boom. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Under time. <laughs> Shout out to Kamala Harris. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, Karen. You want to attempt to rebut all this? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try my best. Yes. Um, All right, with here you Jay go. With Magneto, um, I have to uh, kind of disagree because the, the thing about it, I do think that they could have made the storyline a little bit better with Jane. I mean, not with Jay, no, with uh, Magneto. They could have made the storyline better with him joining Apocalypse. Um, but I do understand why, because if you've been through all the pain, all the hurt, you watch your family die, you watch all these things disappear, and you're mad at humanity, and you have somebody that comes and be like, I can actually make you stronger, I'm a god. I could see you be like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to take all my hurt and my pain and I'm going to uh, put it with, give it to you and let you fester it so that I can actually destroy shit. Like, I'm going to allow you to use me because it's not like he was ignorant. He knew he was being used. Mm-hmm. I'm allow you to use me so that I can bring destruction to the world that literally took everything away from me. So I do, so I kind of want to go a little against that. I understand. We um, are at time. Sorry. Oh, We're at, that's our ahead. minute. <laughs> but that is, man, that is a good point. Oh, man. I feel like like I had an idea of where I was going. Yeah. And then the rebuttals are. I still get to do mine, right? Oh, shoot. Yeah. You do. You do. Yeah, yeah. I got to be able to do mine. <laughs> no, you don't. Bye. <laughs> 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 I, was, I was so like distracted by how good that was all right okay jay your time goes now okay so here's the thing i feel like rod just wants to watch infinity war and endgame again (laughs) 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 but don't do that now yeah i don't disagree with it let's go watch that instead (laughs) uh and then actually i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with karen 100 percent because as a person who's lost my hair like you can't lose your hair like that that doesn't doesn't, doesn't work like that it's way more traumatic than that is (laughs) um but uh yeah i think uh 
I think we could have done a better movie with all of these things, and we just need a better movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you done? I'm done. I'm done. All right. My goodness. I don't all like right. arguing against Rod and Karen because I really like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try first to, of try all, to use our southern charm to like <laughs> yes. uh, charm our opponents. <laughs> That's right. The whole uh, hair stealing cloud was pretty phenomenal, Karen. Like. I loved that. Just uh, this uh, cloud stealing, stealing his hair, snatching his wig. That was <laughs> hilarious. Um, all right. So now points. Okay. You all had really strong rebuttals. Um, even if the arguments, the initial arguments weren't as strong necessarily, but the rebuttals, I think, were really good on why someone else's uh, argument wasn't the strongest. So, whew. Let me see. I think I'm going to give. And we know. So here's the drama because we know that Rod is in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like yes. no, one, no one can take that from him. Like Rod, his first two points were so strong, he's in. So now it's just a matter of will it come down to Rod versus Karen and have, the, have a household in distress the rest of the night? <laughs> or is it going to come down to Rod and Jay? It's just <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> Our two points because we already know anyway, they're going to go to Rod. Oh, yes. oh, oh Rod is sweep. just bringing them all yeah. home. I, and I don't care if it sounds just like Endgame. I want to watch that movie. I want to know about the horseman. I want to know, you know, I'll, when you said, oh, okay, we took that out. I'm like, okay, that's exactly what we felt um, after Infinity War. And, and didn't it get us so excited for Endgame? So, yeah, yes. I will watch an X-Men movie where they take a hard L and then we got to wait. We got to wait a year. So that's two points. My one point, this was tough. (laughs) This was tough. (laughs) But based on how this person will make it better, as opposed to just pointing out what's flawed, Mm. I'm going to give that point to Jay. Oh. Yes. Karen, I love your rebuttal. Yeah. I loved your rebuttal, Karen. But the idea of... Magneto joining Apocalypse. I thought that was a really good point, Jay, of pointing out that he wouldn't want to do that. But, I, oh, man, I was so tempted. Like, <laughs> Karen's rebuttal on that, that why wouldn't he want to join and go, ah, so it was so, it was so close. But I also don't don't want to mess up your home, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, almost didn't, I almost didn't want to win that one, too, because yeah. I'm like, I kind of want Rod and Karen to see what happens Look there. Look at you. You want them to Oh, fight. wow. Yeah. You are <laughs> messy. No. Yeah. I'm about love. We're yeah. about love. <laughs> <laughs> I, can say, I don't take it personal. I will sit on the bench and I'll watch everybody else play the game. Yeah, and like the way I do that, in real life because I suck <laughs> at sports. By the way, the way we do this too is that we usually ask for the third player to give their feedback on which argument they think between the final two people uh, was better. So, mm-hmm. Karen, you're still okay. not. You're yeah. still, you still get to participate in the show. Yes, you get to be with okay. me with our popcorn, listening <laughs> and enjoying, and then. You but know, how am I judging. supposed to win? How am I supposed to win? Rod has this has never been done in the history of nerd fights. He has won every single round. I, 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 my odds are not good here. My odds are not good. Yeah, you know what? Because he jumped in with your second argument. If you had made that argument around from round two, made yeah. that in round First, one, yeah. yeah, you would you would have taken uh, at least that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. All right, so now we are in our final round. This is our nerd fight, Thunderdome to the 
death kind of a thing. <laughs> oh, it can't be to the death. I'm, I'm dead for sure. <laughs> well, this is like, uh, what is it? Whose line is injured. it? Whose line is anyway? None of the points matter. So <laughs> there you go, there you we're go. starting from scratch that's here. That's true. We are starting from scratch. Yeah, that's true. And my question to you both, a problem that X-Men Apocalypse had is that there was no death to really escalate the conflict to raise the stakes so to speak how would you solve that uh no death i mean technically havoc died but that wasn't strong enough is right. basically what you're saying okay there was no death to escalate the conflict okay i like that question okay right, so, so rod now you and i can take a few minutes and come up with an answer all right i got mine whenever you're ready oh, oh wow no <laughs> i'm so screwed <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Story Geeks? It's Jay. I am excited because on July 19th, 2019, we're re-releasing Time Slingers, the time travel novel written by me and illustrated by Nathan Sheck. A Writer's Digest judge who reviewed Time Slingers said, fast pacing and powerful hooks will keep the attention of readers from the first page to the last. It seems to be one of those trailblazing pieces of work, giving it a place in literary history. Wow. We were very appreciative of that review. And it's not just the Writer's Digest judge who liked it. We've had an incredible response from readers who liked the breakneck pacing and cliffhangers at the end of every chapter. In fact, one listener of the Story Geeks podcast, Chris, said, loved the cliffhanger ending, which is also a resolution. Not many stories can manage that. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate that feedback. If you're looking for a fast-paced time travel adventure story with some depth to it, Check out Time Slingers. It'll be available on Amazon starting on July 19th, 2019. The link to purchase Time Slingers is in the show notes, and it will be available, like I said, July 19th. Special thanks to everyone who has supported our re-release. We appreciate each and every one of you. Okay, so Rod, since you just creamed everybody, (laughs) you get to pick if you want to go first or second. Oh, I want to go first. You want to go first. All right. Okay. Your time starts. You got two minutes. Your time starts now. All right. So we needed a major death. We already know my two-part idea, right? I I would like this good two-part movie. I think we have to go ahead and kill Professor X right now. Like, he dies in the comic books. He doesn't come back. Let's kill him now. And let's have the X-Men take on the foe that killed their leader, in the next movie and we're all just on like pins and needles an entire year or summer or however long it takes them to make another one of these movies um i think it matters because one the core of these the, the new franchise has totally been the relationship between xavier and magneto and magneto is like they're both two strong extremely strong actors and so knocking that person out and then leaving this empty void for other actors to fill and hopefully for some actual writing and some lines because if there's one thing wrong with this movie it is a void of other characters no it's it's the it's the trial it's the triumvirate of mystique magneto and and charles we don't actually know anything about storm why did she join up we these are lines she could have had if we took one character out um, we could have had, we could have found out more about Scott and Jean. We could have found out more about like um, a, a Apocalypse's plan. So I would have that as the major death. It's so ballsy. Everyone would be like, "Oh my God, did they just kill 
a top flight actor in this franchise can this franchise afford that um and it would give me like my ned stark moment but for x-men and i feel like we deserve that um and you could even have one of the horsemen be the one who kills him um maybe even magneto as a horseman kills him so now we have like pathos drama gravitas all the things that we get from other franchises that i've already mentioned too much uh, but uh we will get it here and uh i think that is the death that we needed nice two seconds to spare <laughs> we almost nice. heard that zelda theme <laughs> that's what that's what's on my timer <laughs> all right <laughs> so jay two minutes okay i think the death actually should have been instead of so one of the things that i think that they're building up to in the x-men is always like how do these mutants deal with their powers and there's always this kind of thing about them not wanting their powers and wanting to go back to the time before they had powers because they feel like life would have been easier that way. We see that time and time again with the X-Men, not only in these films, but even in the comics. The <clears throat> So the death, in my mind, shouldn't be a character actually dying. It should be a character losing their mutant abilities. And I think that that character should be Jennifer Lawrence's character, Mystique, because... Rod actually talked about this in the main show. Like she's kind of done with the role. Um, I don't feel like she adds anything to the world moving forward. Um, she's kind of stuck between Magneto and Charles anyway. And I would love to see what would happen between Magneto and Charles if she lost her power. And maybe she loses her power even to Apocalypse. She doesn't necessarily die because then she's got to deal with the fact that she doesn't have powers anymore. And that brings up Karen's earlier argument about the fact where she should be saying you should just live out your, like, be you in your own way. But now she has to try and be, um, she's actually a reverse of that because she has to figure out how to live without her mutant abilities, which she's come to rely on for so long. So rather than have a character actually die, I think it'd be more traumatic to have a character deal with losing their mutant abilities. And I think that character should be Jennifer Lawrence's character, Mystique. Mm. All right. Now it's rebuttal time. Rod, are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> you start now. All right. So um, as far as killing Mystique or her losing her powers... Um, we've done that to death in the X-Men universe. Like, it seems like X-Men The Last Stand was all about them losing their powers. Like, everything's about let's put a collar on them and take their powers. Like, I am kind of over the idea of, I resent my powers, you know, I'm just, oh, this sucks. I want to go back to just being a normal person that no one would want to see a movie about. <laughs> I want to see death and i want it to matter i want like wolverine was in this movie for 20 minutes why couldn't he have just been a, a horseman and killed charles xavier and then we would have been like holy <laughs> shit that just happened and we would all been losing our minds for a whole summer and instead we ended up with 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 havoc we don't even remember that guy or that actor i don't even know what else he's been in so um i would not have gone with mystique losing her powers plus it's like she barely used her powers in the movie anyway so how would i know the difference what she's gonna be j-law for five more minutes i'm good <laughs> epic at time at time <laughs> i um i feel like we do all need to bow our heads for havoc for just one minute because he did die in this film how do I? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, okay, my turn. Yes. Okay. Okay. So here's here's why I don't think it can be Professor X. First of all, he they haven't set anything up prior to this for him to have somebody that could take on his ideals because Professor X is the one guy 
who is basically let's be peaceful let's be living together on the face of the earth as opposed to mutants versus non-mutants and nobody else really has that perspective there's a lot of people who gravitate towards magneto's perspective which is just yeah just fight them until until we have our independence but i feel like professor xavier's um perspective is really necessary and he we haven't done a good job of building up to that but my biggest reason for not doing that is because if we killed him here, then we would not have a reason to put Patrick Stewart in Logan as <laughs> Professor X, the best role of all time, and he should have had an Oscar, and we would never see that if we didn't, if we had Professor X die. All right. Okay. Now I've got to think. Uh, first of all, Karen, what do you think? This one was kind of a hard... Um, and I'm going to have to lean more towards Rod. And the, the biggest reason why is because I do believe Professor X's death would actually cause more ripples like for, like for, for, like for people watching uh, and for people that knew the comic books and for somebody like me who might not be into the comic books as much, I'd be like, oh, what's happening here? And like Rod just said, if they had two movies, you would you could go into details and they could have something to where he dies but it's comic book so anybody can come back so you know it's like a death isn't a permanent death in the comic book world so you can still have him come back and 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 when your foreshadowings and have people go how did he come back how did he so 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 then you (laughs) you kind of spark up all this whole new set of questions that you could answer later on in the second half or if you do another piece of the franchise yeah yeah that's that's almost like another rebuttal right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I think I'm in big trouble. Um, you know what? You're, you're uh, Peter Tingle is correct. <laughs> 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 this is going all the way to oh, Raw. Oh, man. Hey. <laughs> the, uh, I hated to do it to you, Jay. <laughs> no, no. You should have done it. You should have done it. We had to give it to Rod. You know what? No one has ever done that before. It's a clean sweep. <laughs> It's ridiculous. In Rod, we, we trust, yeah, right? Yeah. We, <laughs> we need to have like a belt and send it to Rod as like the champion. Oh my gosh. Now, now anybody, if we have Rod back for a nerd fight, I just pity anybody yeah. going up against Rod. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, Do you it's, like horror movies? Because I, I want to battle you. And like, we'll oh, talk about horror. I mean, I don't, dude, I don't mind Sandra taking just, it. Oh yeah, I'll just take I'm, off the glove. I'm, That's it. I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a huge horror movie buff. So uh, I feel like I I'd be totally out of my depth. You you kill me. <laughs> Watch. I oh, I did have some notes. Uh, I know we can't rebut the rebuttal, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to add. Now that it's over. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now it's All over. Right. Now it's over. You can humiliate me more if you need to. Xavier, is, <laughs> Xavier is a way better martyr than he is a leader. Oh, like uh. it's kind of that thing where like people live in your memory and they, their actions they carry out in your name mm. he and i didn't when they killed him in the comic books i was like what but then they and they never brought him back i was like <laughs> well, actually you know what this is kind of nice like yeah let's do it for xavier <laughs> and then the other thing i was gonna say was um they don't give a damn about time mm-hmm. yeah so since they yeah, don't care true, about time man. travel and and consequences yeah. 
I mean, they probably still would have did that Patrick Stewart movie. They don't care. <laughs> you know? That's true. That's, true. That's <laughs> one and, thing I do know about X-Men. It's like, where am I now? And what yeah. happened? <laughs> yes. When am I? Oh, I you yes. don't care? I don't care. I tried to read an article about the continuity of these movies today. And I was just like, <laughs> what the? What is happening? There's multiple timelines. It's never addressed. Um, And so then the last thing I was going to say, and this is what I thought Jay was going to do. Mm. But I think the chess move here would have been to say Gene Gray dies uh, comes back as the phoenix because yeah. that's the whole thing is like in the comic books anyway she dies and comes back yeah which is why they call her phoenix uh and of course she comes back all crazy and super powerful and now bam we got a sequel you know what i'm saying instead yeah, of the sequel yeah. they yeah. did that sucked well yeah. you know what and it's weird too well we should okay so are you guys able to hang out for with us for a little bit longer yeah yes. okay because what normally what we'll do is we'll transition into our aftercast and we'll talk about more ways we could have made this film better oh, and i want to pick that. up on that because there's a couple things there that i think are really interesting and we have to hear a little bit how, what sandra thought of not only our arguments but what some of the arguments that she would have liked to see us made mm. too mm. so we're going to transition into our aftercast hope you guys will join us for that as well all you gotta do is be support us on patreon for the two dollar tier or more um, and in the meantime where can people find you guys if they're looking for your show you can find everything about us over at the blackoutwhotips.com it gives you all our background all our information it's a comedy podcast and me and rod do five days a week and the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny yeah hmm. so definitely go check that out and uh, support them as well they've got a lot of really cool content on there and they had some amazing things to say about Game of Thrones, and then Rod just cleaned up on this nerd fight, so <laughs> you know you're going to get some good content over there. That's it for today's show. Special thanks again to Rod and Karen from the Black Guy Who Tips podcast for joining us, and of course, Sandra Demas for being our moderator today. This was episode two in our X-Men series. Check out last week's episode on X-Men First Class, and coming up next week, x-men days of future past we're still diving deeper into all this x-men content subscribe on your preferred podcast provider to make sure you don't miss any upcoming shows if you enjoy the story geeks podcast please share our show with a geek friend or review the story geeks podcast on apple podcasts we're going to start recording our aftercast so i hope you'll join us for that as well we'll be talking about and laughing about x-men apocalypse and more ways we could have made it better we do we are positive about it too we say some positive things get more information on our aftercast and all our other content over at thestorygeeks.com thanks for listening and as always question everything in your favorite geek stories and always seek the truth Special thanks to these amazing people who help us produce the Story Geeks podcast by supporting us on Patreon. Anthony Holder, Adam Vargas, Bob Sherfield, Brianna, Bryce Cox, Connie Moe, Jessica Pritchett, Jim and Mary Baldwin, Joshua Beckham, Jeremy and Kimberly Lujeau, Julian Armstrong, Monty Thigpen, Nick Prokop, Ray DeLeon, Samuel Pelokin, and Wade Johnson. To gain access to our Aftercast and unlock more Patreon rewards, or just to support the show, please head over to thestorygeeks.com for more information.